Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new episode of Knights of Evening Star, a D&D show here on the D&D channel, all set in the fantastical realm of Cormir in the Forgotten Realms. I'm your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes, and joining me are my wonderful players and dear friends, these fine people. Da -da 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 -da. I'm joined, uh, of course, by Anna Prosser, Nate Sharp, Mika Burton, and Jonathan Indovino, aka Shady Penguin. Uh, hello, my friends. How are you all? Good. Were you hankering for some dungeons and dragons? Of course you are. He's Ready a dear friend. I know. I that made my heart feel all warm and fluttery. It's like uh, Hamilton, my dearest, comma friends. Uh, <laughs> my dearest Mark Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it kind of works. Um, but yeah, no. Is everyone well? Everyone good? Ready for a fresh, fresh week? Yes. It's Chris. It's December. It's, it's, the, it's the, the first of Christmas. The season is upon us. It is, it is Christmas now. Congratulations, everyone, for making it this far in 2020. Let's get it. Round of applause. It. Yeah. It's technically uh, March 273rd. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> true. Yeah. true. I saw a post the Soon. other day that was like March coming in a few months when I haven't recovered from the first March. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's Whoa. real. Well, no, yeah. True. Yeah. March is still hitting hard and March is around the corner. 2021 well, will be March. the first time in history where there are two marches happening simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's hope that this long march <laughs> is nearly an end uh, and we can move on to a fresh new April, I think. Yeah, yeah the first uh, of April will come in 2021. You're going to say hell. <laughs> when a fresh new hell will be upon us. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to play some Dungeons and Dragons. We have some lovely new art that some of you have already seen on the starting soon screen uh, to represent some cool stuff going on with the characters. But we'll get into that in just a second. Shout out to uh, Shannon. Hey, Knuckles on Twitter. There you go. Bam, done. Uh, but before we get into that, I will just do a little recap on what happened last time. If everybody is ready and everybody is good to play some D&D. Sure am. Sure Excellent. Am. Last time on Knights of Evening Star, the party's Seneschal, a tiefling called Dusk, has been accused of murdering a war wizard in the surface of Duchess Celeste Marlier of Cormier. After searching the scene of the crime and speaking to Dusk themselves, the party were led to the townhouse of Lord Davian Cormoril, a noble who the party had suspicions of to begin with. Here, the party encountered several magical traps waiting in ambush for the party, clearly protecting something. Investigating Davian's study, they found missing books from the scene of the crime and several incriminating letters that made the Lord's dislike of the Duchess and the Queen clear. With evidence in hand, the party head to Celeste Marlier to see the matter settled once and for all. Uh, and that is where we are going to begin this week. I believe we ended last week with you all making your way to the Scepter, which is a large, elaborate tower in the grand city of Arabelle, the large neighbor of Evening Stars, um, with evidence in hand, I believe. Also, just brief note, I did update my character sheet, but it is not in the commands um, because That's Wildfire, uh, Circle of Wildfire Druid is now in Tasha's, so it's official rules instead of Unearthed Arcana. So I'm linking my character sheet that I'm actually working from in chat. So if you want to look at yeah. that one instead of the one that you can command up, you can, but it also yeah. doesn't matter if you don't want to look at character sheets, True. don't worry about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, there also will be those, some mild spoilers. Yeah, I was oh. going to say, for those who have seen the character sheets, please no spoilers in chat for those who haven't looked at the yes, character sheets. Yes, very much so. Especially uh, two characters who have done some some fun stuff that we're going to go into today. Um, and yeah, we'll get we'll get uh, Agnes's character sheet updated for next week as well. So it will be the proper links and stuff. Yeah, cool. don't, don't spoil the Eldridge Knight that gets nothing at level nine. <laughs> Not oh. the fate's bitter about Spoilers, it. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Big spoiler, I do nothing different. <laughs> You've got an extra proficiency bonus. Come on. You got some you know. more hit points. Oh, good. Nate, I feel like there's like an animosity here. I feel like you've taken all of these beatdowns to Mark, heart. may I offer you my humble hit die in these trying times? <laughs> I'll take it later. Thank you, Nate. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll have that and plenty more uh, soon. Uh, still, the day is, I believe that this would be taking place in the sort of early evening. Um, and summer is coming to, to Cormier. It's been kind of springtime, uh, but it is beginning to kind of wane and turn into the hot summer uh, as light is still lingering in the air, a kind of golden uh, crimson sunset cascading over the city as you make your way to the scepter. The purple dragon knights on guard recognize you. They know that you have been working with the Duchess and they know that you are members of the nobility or uh, high-ranking advisors. And so they let you in. You are maybe wait for about an hour um, in a small kind of parlor study until the duchess uh, an older human woman um half elf sorry older half elf woman makes her way down in a kind of well-kept traveling uh, outfit not quite in a regal dress but uh very kind of well-maintained jacket and sort of tight hunting trousers and boots and things like that something that you know she seems to be more comfortable in rather than elegant gowns uh and yeah she she has uh, you know arranges a meet with you uh sits down and so uh what have you discovered uh, i have had some reports that there was something that occurred in uh, one of the noble estate houses uh recently you were seen nearby i trust that you've discovered something agnes looks to azara uh, she's the lead of this investigation yes uh, apologies for any disturbance that we may have caused everything was under control. Also, as a side note, you may want to look into um, illegal practices that were taking place in that house, illegal magical surveillance and statues coming to life, rugs coming to life. It was, and Azar kind of like looks off into the middle distance a little bit. <laughs> the horrors kind of flashing before Azar's eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I digress. And she pulls out um, the letters that they took and the book on they was indeed yeah it's a book of it is of planar access like planar that summoning one. and teleportation yes to the uh, Feywild. wild um she'll kind of spread it out on the table i'm assuming there's a table at this meeting and mm -hmm. uh just yeah kind sure of... sure it's like in a small like side parlor so there's like a little table and comfortable chairs yeah. uh kind of a side area for water and things like that um she'll just go through pretty much since it's a lot of information everything that they found in the um war wizard's office and in mm. this household pretty much connecting the dots like it was this dude mm. it's i thank you magister uh, this is comprehensive certainly 
and it aligns with what my own investigations and my own investigative agents have uh, uncovered. Uh, I believe Minister Marcel and Baron uh, Crown Silver were both present when one of my priests was examining your seneschal uh, under a zone of truth spell. We know that these spells can be circumnavigated, uh, circumnavigated by uh, other arcane spells, but also by relics and, and uh, practices. However, after being examined, uh, we have no reason to believe that he is lying. He was not present. You have provided substantial evidence to suggest that Davian had a motive and uh, was seemingly involved. The book from the crime scene is particularly uh, damning. Uh, strange that you mentioned uh, tr you mentioned some sort of defenses uh, at this townhouse. This was Davian's townhouse, yes? Yes, uh, this townhouse was mm. defended by a a very rude rug and some sort of stone statue that held the sword and the shield with Davian's crest on them. Hmm. Uh, Smith, and she kind of gestures to a guard, uh, a very nondescript looking guard who suddenly kind of steps forward. I don't, when our guards searched Davian's townhouse, there was nothing of the sort, was there? there they encountered no defenses. Uh, the guard sort of nods his head, that's correct, my lady. Uh, these must have been activated after we conducted our initial search. Hmm. But Davian kind of was out of nods. the city. Yes, that brings me on to my last point. After a brief investigation, Davian and his war wizard, along with several guards, uh, teleported themselves back to Weymut, uh, Davian's personal uh, city, his lands. Uh, they teleported uh, just after uh, we believe that Panam was killed. Uh, his war wizard, a halfling woman named Shaveen, had been asking strange questions about Panam's investigation, where his quarters were located, that sort of thing as well. With all of this in mind, and given the effects of the Zone of Truth and your uh, promising and uh, compelling arguments the last time we spoke, I am willing to release your seneschal uh, into your custody, technically, uh, if this isn't a pending investigation. This investigation will continue, but I am more than happy to release your seneschal to you. I would only request that if we need to speak with him further, you make sure that he is able to attend us here in Arabelle. Do you find these terms agreeable, Baron, Baroness? I do. Yes, that sounds fair. One last note, then, before this very unfortunate matter is is at least put behind us whatever happened here it is connected to all of you uh, the attack they waited until i was no longer present i do not feel that i was the target of this uh, fey that was summoned perhaps some of the other uh, people who were present but it feels very focused on yourselves Davian is a competent military commander. Uh, he has very loyal people that serve him. I would recommend you are cautious, and Arabelle is more than willing to assist you, uh, but be wary. This is a very dangerous field that you have entered. Uh, this is not a battleground where swords and spells alone will protect you. Mark, above game, um, yes. because we know that this has to do with like the the righteous ruler of Cormier um, mm -hmm. situation. First of all, have we made any of that clear to 
the Duchess? And second of all, um, what would be the implications of me revealing that? Like, would it be her business? You know, like, would, would that matter to Arabelle? Well, I think that if you, you've shown her the letters and the letters are very clearly Davian, okay. uh, this Lord Davian basically being like, ah, it's not fair. Like we were cheated out of our, our rightful titles and, you know, it, we should never have been banished and all this kind of stuff. I don't think you've mentioned what the Eladrin said uh, during the attack, because just before the Eladrin was summoned, the possessed priestess kind of cried something out about like, you know, the true heirs to this land will will inherit it or something like that. You mm -hmm. vaguely have memories of that. I don't think that's ever been mentioned to her. Um, and certainly, you know, nothing else. I think it's just these letters. Um, and she seems to kind of look over these with a sort of like, mm, yes, as if it's not surprising to her. And Arabelle is also part of Cormier? Is that correct? Yes. So okay. Cormier is a very expansive nation. It's, it's a very large kingdom. Um, there is numerous cities. Uh, there is a queen that rules all of Cormier in general. And then she has nobles like dukes and duchesses. So Azara served the Duke of Marsemba, which is another big city. Um, the, the dukes and the duchesses tend to rule the big cities and the surrounding lands. And Evening Star probably would have once been part of Arabelle's land, but it's been given to you as an independent place, which is kind of unusual. It's kind of different um, that that would have been given to you. Um, then I guess knowing that she knows this, I, I kind of want to... Um not conspiratorially, but like trustingly, casually, mm -hmm. less formally, um, mm -hmm. ask the Duchess, we are new to ruling. And, Indeed. And certainly understand that some may think we're not the, the right rulers. Um, what can you tell us about the way people regard evening star and and how do you regard evening star if you will be so candid mm. with me you are an unspoken one uh, agnes i believe you prefer to go by <laughs> you are new to ruling and uh, evening star is still a young town the the lord before you was not a very particularly welcoming fellow not cruel but a miser somebody who cared more for his gold vaults than he cared for the people it has reached word of arabelle that you seem to be very well connected to your people to the to the people that work the land that's good for a small town but be wary there is a reason that and i know that you have your own opinions about this agnes there is a reason that some people are capable of ruling and that we do not have democracies. The population as a whole is a lot of very different voices with a lot of very different opinions on how things should be done. They need to be unified. I think that you are doing something very noble and very just as befitting of a nation of Cormit. We are a nation of knights and nobility, of valorous hearts who have put down dragons and, and fought in wars against evil empires. But we must still be rulers, and that is always at the forefront of our mind. I look and forward to watching your careers very closely. And she just sort of like nods in your direction. There is, a, and there's an element of respect of like, you know, she respects what you're doing, but does think you're young. You get the impression that she's like, mm, I'm interested to see how things turn out. Um, then it anybody sounds with like a high, go on. It sounds like you think the true heirs of Cormier are in power now. 
Yes, of course. The Oberskiers have the Oberskiers have been uh, descended from the direct line of those who founded Cormir, from the earliest alliances of elves and humans to those who defeated the dragons that terrorized this land. Uh, of course, yes. And the people are the people of Cormir. Uh, the nobility is something of pride to them. The 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 knights are of uh, a matter of pride. Of course. I nod satisfied thank you mm -hmm. for your candor you are welcome i i courtroom politics are one thing but there is also a time when one needs to be honest especially with those who have much to learn and can be of an of uh, both asset uh, and and use and and bring bring much to the nation i believe i think that you have like i said promising careers uh, but i will watch closely um and I believe that you had sent word, Magister Azara and Baron Crownsilver, of something to arrange some sort of uh, alcohol shipments and things like that. It, I believe that this letter was lost uh, in your previous communications. I will ensure that something is arranged. Uh, that we will we will make sure that trade between Arabella and, and Evening Star is is suitable, uh, and that the roads are protected by both of our forces. I feel would it be beneficial. Uh, Azara will bow very deeply and or curtsy very deeply and respectfully and say. Your, your involvement and, and our partnership is much appreciated, Duchess. Thank you very much. Remember this, if there is anything that you require help with, uh, whether investigative or political, or even if you are encountering foes, enemies, and you need military aid, I will do my best to assist you as best I can. Uh, now, I believe that you have a town to return to, and I have much business to attend to. Uh, and again, uh, travel safe, be wary. And she kind of nods, stands up, and her guards follow out with her, basically leaving you alone uh, temporarily. Um... <laughs> As an awkward silence hangs. We should retrieve our boy. <laughs> oh yeah, um... can we can we go get dusk? I think that um, as you begin to kind of get up to leave, he is probably brought to you, or a guard says, "We'll we'll bring him to you, sir." Like they'll they'll gotcha. bring him up to you. Rather, they wouldn't expect you to go down and collect him yourselves. Um, you have Shadowbriar, you uh, Willow Song, rather. You have Willow Song. You have Sarah Lee. You have uh, Alyssa with you. You have your small number of guards, and of course, Aaron, the page boy, uh, all uh, eagerly waiting. Um, and Aaron has done his best to hire a few horses and uh, make sure that you have supplies for the return journey home um one of the horses is a donkey um but he, he assures you it was the best he could do um well done yeah. aaron you have uh, th you've grown thanks. much on this trip and i am proud to have you as my page uh thank you my lay and he tries to do like an awkward bow that he's been taught um and he yeah he kind of manages to just about pull it off uh, agnes you tries not to laugh <laughs> you do see him kind of glance towards Marcel as well, like uh, as you're kind of giving him these compliments. Um, and then, yeah, within a few moments, Dusk returns, uh, no longer bothering to feign the limp. Um, he just kind of, uh, with his head hung, hanging a little bit low, uh, he is brought out to you out the front where your various, uh, you know, transportation and luggage waits. Um, and he just kind of very humbly stands before the four of you. My. Lord and Lady, Magister, Minister, I can only offer my deepest, my most humble gratitude for what you've done 
I don't know how. I don't know if, and he looks towards Marcel and uh, Tarkle, if you found my companion. But I am grateful for you proving my innocence. And uh, if your wish is for me to leave your employ, speak it and I will do so. But if you would have me, I would still like to serve and offer you what aid I can. He didn't work to free you so that you could go work for someone else. Of course we <laughs> want you to investment. Dusk. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, dusk is on one condition, which is that right here, right now, if there are more things you are keeping from us that could endanger our reputation and our family, you must reveal them now. Of course. I don't wish to say too much out loud uh, in the busy street. And he kind of looks around, given what I have told Minister Marcel and uh, Baron uh, Crown Silver. I believe that they would understand, knowing my connections. Uh, I do not believe there to be any risk from my end. Depending on... And he looks towards Tarkle and, and Marcel. Did you find Xander? Did you speak with him? Uh, no, we didn't even... We didn't even get a chance, actually, to look. That is a relief to me, uh, Baron. I think it better that you have not. Uh, to be either in debt to the organization or to have compromised Xander's operation here in Arabelle would have potentially been unfavorable uh, on, on Evening Star. But if you have not, then I think that there is no more need to fear. Um, yes, I, I, uh, I assume that being in debt to them would give you a really, real reason to limp then. <laughs> yes, certainly. Perhaps not just myself either, but yes, mm. uh, limp or worse uh, for getting them involved in something like this. But no, uh, my connection to that organization was severed a long time ago. I, I foolishly went to them in the hopes of finding out information about our problems, I believe that I should stick to my duties as a seneschal from now on. I'm not really the, I'm not really the spy master that I used to be. And he kind of smiles jokingly. You don't think he's joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he smiles like, ho oh, ho, I, I used to be a spy master, lol. And then it's like, but I, no, no, seriously, I was a spy master. <laughs> it's like Azara. a JK unless. <laughs> unless. Yeah, JK unless. Azara uh, will kind of yeah. uh, laugh at that and, and say, well, you know, there's always time we can build back up your skills again. And just kind of like well, joking, like, haha, unless. <laughs> he looks and says, as far as I'm concerned, Magister, Baron, Baroness, Minister, my skills are yours. For now and forever. And he bows. Agnes and Azara made exactly the same face. <laughs> I feel like our confidant rank, like Persona yeah. 5, just like went up, like went up a star. <laughs> Very much so. Very much so. Uh, especially with dusk yeah, yeah. You, you, i mean yeah the the base uh, you know insight check here is yeah he feels he owes you a great debt um and he's also there is a sense of gratitude not just that you did it for your own benefit but you actually cared enough to help him is something he's probably not used to so, well uh, has made a difference well maybe not marcel yeah <laughs> i the think rest the of other us cared. Yeah. yeah marcel yeah um uh, but yeah uh you know, maybe to Marcel, uh, a man of Dusk's skill set could perhaps be useful one day uh, in pursuing shadowy figures in the city, uh, perhaps is something that uh, he may be quite useful for. Um, mm -hmm. But with that, 
we have, I believe, a very lovely montage of a day's travel of the four of you and the rest of your entourage traveling back to your town of Evening Star. Um, it's only been a few days, so not much has changed. The bridge that was once burnt down by a very mysterious fire uh, before all of this began uh, is nearing I barely repair. even heard about that. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> is nearing completion. Um, the bridge itself. Um, the town is still undergoing much construction, like a lot of the damage done by the Thornhand and the new buildings that you've you've purchased for construction. That's going to take some time. Same with the keep. Many of the walls and the you know sections of the keep are still being repaired. But the people smile brightly, uh, preparing for a hot, uh, cormier summer um, as they get ready to live out their lives, uh, and such lives will continue for a few days but there are a couple of things that happen and i'm sure you guys have your own stuff that you'd like to kind of do and say so really this is where i kind of hand it over to you guys um you know is there anything that your characters particularly want to do are there people that you want to speak to do you guys want to talk together like what's the plan here? <laughs> mr humes mr humes yes. i would let's like go to do with mika burton oh my god that's me um one day um nice summer day not too hot azara would like mm -hmm. to uh, invite agnes on a walk about is there like a garden like someplace to pick flowers like a wildflower oh, field yeah there's the kingswood i mean evening star yeah. is just on the cusp of the wood itself so you know perhaps a couple maybe an hour or so walk south and you're entering this ancient old english wood uh you know english is in like you know the my my country what it would be or like an old <laughs> germanic forest like it is old like walking around the trees here feel old the earth is covered in you know thick grass and moss uh wild flowers grow everywhere it is beautiful and serene uh the kingswood this is uh, agnes's jam she is uh, into that I think Azara would have packed like a little basket with uh, tea and cookies and scones um, and and walked far enough into the field to know that they'd be alone and find like maybe like a wildflower clearing mm -hmm. and kind of like set a blanket down and kind of start like setting out treats. Um, Agnes will like, as she's walking along, you know, she's, she's finding all these, these flowers and plants and she's like exclaiming over them to Azara, random things that like nobody cares about. But she's kind of musing to herself about how like, you know, if, if, if I hadn't had to leave, it would have been nice to focus my skills into something other than fire, you know, something, something more about growth and life, you know, but well, one does what one has to. Well, uh, if you don't mind me speaking out of turn, as I feel like we're on a friendship walk here rather than a professional walk, I, it's never too late. You, you could, take some time, study some books, spend time with the trees. I'm sure your brother would like that. She considers that and <laughs> you can tell that it like, it's making her think, but she, she's like, fire's more useful in protecting a town. I, I understand. And when they get to the clearing, Azara will kind of like, you know, put everything out and uh, invite, invite Agnes to sit down and say, uh, Agnes, I, I hope you don't mind me taking you out this far. I just wanted to ensure that we would have uh, some privacy as there are always so many people bustling around our keep. And I just wanted to be honest with you, have a, an open discussion. I know that you always say you trust me, but I, I feel the need to preface myself with, I come, everything I say comes with honest intentions. Everything I say comes to benefit you and your brother and, and Evening Star as a whole. 
And I just wanted to make you aware of a small concern I have, nothing major, nothing egregious. I just think that as your magister of all things magic, this is important. Um, back in Arabelle, when we were fighting that horrific rug, just, just oh, awful, just. <laughs> may, we, may we live a thousand years and never again see a rug such as that one. <laughs> Zara kind of like raises her teacup to that. Um, and and Willow Song was healing our poor, poor minister. Something felt off. I, I'm attuned to deep magic. I, I, I can sense others' magic. I can sense magic in anything. And, and when she healed him, it, the magic wasn't coming from her. It, it felt maybe a magic item or an outside force, but it, it felt off. Not evil, not bad, just different. Um, is that so strange that a person may use a magic item to heal? It is strange when they claim it is magic of their own. Interesting. I don't suspect her of foul play. Once again, yes, I did smell that perfume, but it wasn't so much of a she's done it, but a we may want to look out for her. If she is in play with something unsavory, then she could be in danger. Or she could not be as innocent as she seems. I'm not casting doubt. I'm only offering possible theories here. I, I don't feel one way or the other. I barely know the girl and I don't want to cast doubt on someone that is so close to your brother. I just thought that- I mean, I cl close. I <laughs> Azara will kind of smile knowingly. Uh, I, I did not want, I do not mean to bring this up only to you and not to him as to so dissension or doubt. I just know that he is close to her and he may not hear this with all clarity. And I would like another set of eyes on Willow Song as we move forward. I can't sense these things as you can. What should I look out for? I wouldn't say so much look out for her magically, but look out for your brother. Um, as Duchess Marlier stated, we have to be very careful with those who we trust. Marcel and I were assigned to you. Our duty to you is bound in blood. We cannot defy you lest we be killed for it. Also, I at least I have taken a liking to you two as, as rulers, so Aww. I have a personal stake. Marcel, maybe just for the coin, but maybe he'll come around either way. No one else has a blood loyalty to you like we do. Anyone else we allow into our inner circle could have other ulterior motives. So just keep an eye on her in that way. I, I don't, if, I've seen young love, I've seen what it can do. Just be, just be wary is all. And I, I hope that none of, none of my suspicions are founded. I hope that she is a delightful girl with a magical necklace and a fae for a mother. But I just, in my experience, that's not always the case. Hmm. My brother has been quite, maybe not secretive, but certainly not forthcoming. Mm. And it has me worried. Mm. Sibling bonds are tricky. 
I mean, I'm not that much older than him. I mean, I, what's <laughs> what's a hundred years really? What's a hundred years in an elf's life? Honestly, but it just sometimes the distance seems so far. Well, possibly getting an interest in plants and life versus death will grow your bond. Maybe well, you need I, to get I, on the level. I, I, I know about plants. I what, what <laughs> cantrip do I have? Druidcraft. Uh, do I? Doesn't have it. <laughs> Agnes is like, I know plants. I, uh, she's like racking her brain for what she can make happen with plants. And Azara will kind of incline her head and say, "I'm sure you do." So maybe reaching out to Tarkal in the way of wilderness and something that reminds him of home might strengthen that bond. And with your bond strengthened, evening star can only shine brighter. As usual, your counsel is sound. Mm. Thank you, Magister. You can call me Azara, please. If I can call you Agnes, there's no need for formalities here. And she'll kind of pour you another cup of tea. Nice. Mm. Uh, and as you guys finish this lovely uh, little moment, uh, Tarkal, <laughs> at some point, whilst either this conversation is happening or maybe a few days even before it, uh, you and Willow Song, uh, well, Willow Song comes to find you wherever you might be or whatever is happening, uh, or maybe you seek her out. I don't know. You tell me, Shady. Um, yeah. But I, at some I, point. I was hoping that like the day after we got back to town, so sure, not the first yeah. day, but the next day, I wanted to bring Willow Song to Hulda to try some of the, um, the, sure, uh, yeah. the King's Wood, the fog, the yeah. fog. Yeah. The, uh, um, yeah, you the uh, the beer, the ale kind of thing of uh, mm -hmm. that, that Holder's been brewing. Yeah, you uh, you you take her. She meets you. Um, probably stays in like a guest room in the keep. Um, but you kind of take her out, sort of early morning, uh, to a small little kind of stone cottage that sits at the very edge of the wood, kind of on the very outskirts of the village. Um, the roof is covered in moss. There are plants growing everywhere, including a rock which seems to have become vastly overgrown with various types of mushrooms um, that seem to have sprung up perhaps a little too quickly than you'd find comfortable. Um, but you see this kind of uh, long-limbed furbolg in a big kind of straw hat and uh, kind of almost like farmer's dungarees. Um, no shoes on, like the, the trousers rolled up, just big kind of hairy feet squelching around in the grass uh, as this very sort of, uh, yeah, kind of not quite male, not quite female uh, figure kind of looks over. Oh, hello there. If it's not, if, oh, remind me, if it's, it's not the Baron, is it? Oh, kind of looks around and Oh, what's this? A lovely, lovely little elf as well, friend. Well, hello there. Uh, can I help you with anything? Just kind of like looks around. They look like they are really out of their mind on drugs <laughs> when you come over. <laughs> like they are just, their eyes can't focus. They're kind of swaying around, but just smiling and like looking around at everything. Um, well, Hulda, I wanted to uh, introduce you to uh, Willow Song, but I. it seems like you might be a bit busy. So... No, uh, I'm not busy. I'm just, I'm talking with my companions, you know, talking with the leaves and the mushrooms and the trees. And I've got so many stories to tell me, young uh, Tackle. Oh, you've gotten big, haven't you? Must have been a few years since you were running around in the woods. Ah, very sweet. Ah, 
would you like a little bit? And he offers like this kind of crushed up herb, just like just a little under the tongue. Very nice. No, I, I think I think we're OK. I, I was. Uh... Yes, I, I don't think that's a very good idea. <laughs> and she kind of like looks at you like and she whispers, it's poisonous. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, the, I don't think you should. Have you ha- had this before? Oh, yes, but you can only have a little bit. You've got to be very careful. Too much, and you might go blind. But it's all right. I can still see. And then you can see him, like, blindly trying to reach for a drink that's nearby, and then eventually grabs it, and then is, like, tips it back. Well, you come back anytime you want, Baron, but uh, it's a lovely day, and if anything, I'm I'm working on a few things for your Magister. Uh, A few couple of days, I've got some potions ready, that sort of thing. You just come come on back my way. Uh, I should be right as rain by then. Okay, I'll I'll Um, see you in a couple of days. Just uh, stay around your cottage, will you? And uh, just listen to the plants. I'm not going anywhere, don't you worry, Baron. I'll be nice and toasty right here. And then he just puts a little bit of this powder on his tongue and you see like a little shiver kind of go through his body. And he's like, oh, that's the good stuff. Uh, and then just seems to kind of almost like drift off to sleep, just kind of uh, kind of start snoring loudly a few moments later. Um, Willow Song is like, well, I, I don't think that um, he's really in a state to be helping us with any drinks, but he is right about it being a lovely day. I, Actually, there's, there was something I wanted to talk to you about, Tarkle, something um, that I spoke with my mother about back in the city. I didn't want to bring it up in front of the others because it's, it's quite personal. Um, should we take a walk? Oh, yes. Yeah, let's take a walk. We're so close to the woods as well. It'd be quite nice. There's a, there's a lovely wildflower garden not far from here. Um, and she kind of leads you by the hand, uh, kind of gingerly taking you like her kind of slender fingers um, and leads you through into the woods and finds like a small rocky outcropping next to a field um, and sits down. And you can see that she's she's got something out of her pocket, like a kind of wrapped up in like a couple of like big palm leaves almost. Um, and she kind of like taps the rock next to her. And it's just like, you should come come sit. There's some things I wanted to talk to you about if if it's all right. Uh, Tarkal just like smiles and takes a seat well the thing is is I spoke to my mother and you know that she is um, well she thinks of you she feels that you represent some of the things she wants to accomplish in this world Um, and I know that you have your concerns about her but well you seem to suggest you seem to to me that you wanted to help make sure that her powers aren't being used well inappropriately yeah uh i i that's exactly right i i I still can't get the image of being your mother's gardener out of my mind well and the truth is tarkle is i i do enjoy spending time with you and i think i need to spend some time with mother for a while but there was something i wanted to give you but it's sort of a well it's a two-way thing really um and she holds open this, she kind of opens up these palm leaves and there is just a green cloak pin, like a brilliant green gemstone. And it just glitters in a way that you've never seen with a kind of gold uh, banding around it. This is not just a piece of jewelry. My mother's offered to lend you some of her power, magical power, that is. The ability to conjure spells, to gain benefits powers that well maybe you don't already have it just 
we want to work with you. I want to work with you. I want you to help me so I can help you. Is that something that maybe you would like? And she kind of like shyly kind of turns away and like awkwardly looks to the side. Uh, Willow Song, I, I trust you very much. I don't know exactly why. I don't know if it's because you smell like home or uh, something about you. I, I don't know. But if you're telling me that I can safely use the powers of your mother to help purge the land and to lead Evening Star, then of course. Oh, most certainly, definitely. Uh, these powers will help you do that. Uh, certainly they will. And you can trust me. And she kind of just offers you up this brooch. This is my gift. And with it, you'll feel the magic come to you. And I can help show you how to use it uh, over time. Yes, I'd, uh, I'd like that very much. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's just kind of holding it out with her palms open. Uh, so it's like you said, it's a brooch. Can I like attach it? Can I... Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely the kind of like, you know, if this was a, a movie, we get the moment where like Tarkle takes it from her hands and the hands touch for a moment. And then you kind of feel like the kind of like the magic kind of spark as you pull the brooch away. And yeah, it's it's this beautiful emerald uh, brooch pin, like a kind of big circular green gemstone with a gold banding. Um, and yeah, it's you can feel the, there is something about this you can almost feel power flowing from it um you feel even just holding it you feel quite regal you feel majestic um holding it um sick yeah uh, and she'll probably help put it on like onto your cloak if if you kind of let her and uh yeah uh, yeah like prom yeah. totally yeah yeah and when you accept it there is it's like a bond connects you and Willow's song that you you weren't sure of before. Like there's there's something more to it. Not like you can hear her thoughts or anything like that, but almost like you can just feel the emotions coming off of her. And uh, yeah, congratulations, Shady. You now have a pact. Uh, Huzzah! <laughs> uh, you said I can feel her emotions. What kind of emotions is Tarkle feeling from her? It's it's not as like clear cut it's not like pure empathy like you know the ability to feel emotions it's like you can just connect to her on more of a spiritual level like you can almost feel like a there's definitely joy there's a lot of joy and happiness that you've accepted the gift i would say okay all right i think i think sarkle would just look at willow song again uh mm -hmm. kind of like almost wide-eyed feeling this new sort of like we you said that i can feel like power from it is that like an immediate bond of like, hey, I know I've got some stuff. I think that probably what it's going to be is like over like the next couple of days, Willow Song probably teaches you to harness it and teaches you those first spells. So those early cantrips and first level spells you've picked. Mm. So like over time, she begins showing it to you. But that moment where you first take the brooch and you feel that bond snap, it's almost like something snaps, like a chord between your hearts kind of snaps together. Yeah, you feel just like you could you could you could lead you feel like more confident and and that you do deserve this and that you you're gonna use these powers and yeah yeah like it's that kind of bolster of confidence and like yeah you can feel the magic kind of swirling in your veins um but yeah uh anything else any questions before we jump over to somewhere else no jump away okay. uh 
so Nate or Anna, do you guys have anything specific? Oh, I've got a couple of things for both of you. So if you guys have anything, let me know. The only specific thing that Agnes would do upon yeah. coming home is visit King One Eye and the Tresem <laughs> contingent. Mm -hmm. So King One Eye, uh, in his uh, tower guard tower uh, palace that he has constructed, um, which is a filthy den of tresim poo and uh, nests um, and all sorts of scavenged bits and pieces from all over the evening star um, is all nestled in. Uh, when you return, um, do you cast speak with animals or are you just going to kind of acknowledge him in a sort of uh, kind of one-to-one? -one yeah, I'll, I'll cast speak with animals. Okay. If he's so like, because he I guess what my, my plan was to go there see if he's there see if he seems to want to check in that's right if actually i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna wreck on that because he was sent off with twig before you left and they are right. not back yet so when you okay. check in with other tressim so you you maybe find some other tressim flying around um and if you ask them with speak with animals uh they just say ah no the king has yet to return we have not seen him in some time okay i make pleasantries we, we follow his service. orders human human queen uh, the king thinks highly of you. We shall listen to you for now. <laughs> and then they kind of fly off. Um, Agnes bows deeply. Sure. Uh, while we wait for while we wait for Nate to get back, then um, at some point, um, Agnes, and you can decide when this is um, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Agnes is visited by two folks, um, two robed figures in kind of colors of uh, orange and yellow and reds and browns uh, arrive at the edges of Evening Star coming from the Kingswood. Um, your guards probably would react and come and form you immediately um, as the townsfolk are getting a bit jittery because one of them is a goblin. The other one appears to be a very wild looking man, like with a big... Uh, flaming beard um, and a very kind of stern set of eyes. And that kind of triggers something, uh, a small memory to you. It reminds you of somebody who would have taught you the Druid Circle stuff um, a long time ago. Oh, reminds me of or is? Uh, I mean, the description sounds like it might match um, a fellow called Garlan, who was a uh, Druid who helped teach you your magic. Um, cool. Do I have a positive relationship with him? I'll leave that to you. You can decide that. I would say, yeah. Okay. So sure. I get really excited at that news and I'll mm -hmm. uh, try to, are they, they're here at the keep? Yeah. So the, the guards kind of say, well, if you want to meet them, uh, Baroness, we can bring them, we can bring them here to the keep. Uh, this goblin does seem a little dangerous. We, we do want to keep an eye on them. Um, and this fellow, you say, you know, the, the man. Yes. What was his name? Gar, Gar Garland. Gar uh, Garland. So he, so yeah, Garland Six Flames. Um, he, he's basically one of the senior druids uh, that would have taught you a long time ago. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. Yes, uh, I so know they, Garland. Uh, right. Very well, milady. We will escort him and his companion uh, here. Uh, just please wait for a moment, and then they kind of step off. Um, and yeah, they return shortly later with, yeah, two figures, both dressed in these kind of flame colored robes. Uh, they wear kind of blackened wreaths. So rather than like a, a, a wreath of like olive leaves and things like that, it's like blackened wood, uh, that's been charred and burnt around their heads. Um, and they both arrive and yeah, one is Garland Six Flames, who's like an older human man, big, bushy, like 
wild Pat Rothfuss beard, just kind of like out like, you know, and then mm -hmm. long, dark brown hair that kind of stretches down his back, meshes in with all the robes. And he, he'd, he'd look like a vagrant. He'd look like some wild man living out in the woods were it not for these robes. Um, uh, around his uh, around his neck then the, fill the the figure next to him is a young uh, woman uh but a goblin um you can see that they kind of have this kind of pallid greenish yellow skin they kind of hunched over with like these huge big yellow eyes very razor sharp filed mouth but they wear the same robes uh, they just don't have the the circlet they don't have the same uh flamed circlet um and when garland sees you he kind of rises up to his full sort of six four height Ah, oh, well, if it isn't my little fire starter, Agnes. Oh, she goes in kind of for a big hug. Hands. Yeah, and he can see, like, he's got bear-like strength, and he kind of, like, lifts you up a little bit. He's just like, <laughs> to think that when the circle told me that you had become some baroness for some town, I scarcely believed it, but I suppose your parents finally got their way and stilled you into this civilization. He kind of looks around it all, like, in disgust. Um, it's not all bad, Garland. There's, there's some fun to be had and some people to help. Ah, well, well, if there are people to help and some fun to be had, I suppose it can't be all bad. Uh, let me introduce, and he gestures, my latest apprentice. Uh, this is Charla. Uh, Charla, this is my former student, Agnes. Uh, and the goblin kind of looks up, just like, ah, ah yes, pleasure to meet you. Uh, Agnes offers a hand to shake. Oh, uh, a very long-nailed, kind of very grubby-looking hand reaches up to shake it as well. You can see that her hands, this goblin's arms and hands, are covered in deep burns, like all the way up to like her biceps, like they're they're really twisted in heavy uh, scarring. Um, but she 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 shakes your hand without flinching, um, and then kind of retreats, and she pulls the hands up into these long-sleeved robes, almost like hiding them. Um, do I know that to be normal for someone who's training in the circle of wildfire? Every time you got burnt, they healed you. Either that happened before or yeah, you don't know. Um, okay. But and do I know what got... this like burned circlet means? Is it, is it symbolic of some sort of yes, position? It, yeah, it's, sig it's significant of Garland's leadership position. So he's like a senior druid basically. Um, and cool. there are titles. So uh, Garland is called Garland Six Flames. Um, and he introduces Charla. He's, uh, he introduces her as two flames. So it means that she is a of a lower rank. Mm -hmm. There are multiple things that I've come to discuss with you, little uh, fire starter. Perhaps you may wish to, um, do you have advisors or uh, commanders or this sort of thing? Uh, there is some news that I should uh, make you aware of. Uh, nothing urgent, but something you should be concerned with. Certainly, I'll gather everyone. You can meet my brother. Ah, uh, yes, the other half-elf, I believe. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, please. He's from the Kingswood, if I remember correctly. Is that true? Indeed. Ah, good, good to have a fine strapping woodsman around. Very, very good, yes. I think yes, you'll yes. like him. Ah, uh, very well, yes. Yes, these knights, and he's kind of like admiring those, like, kind of nods around. Too much metal for my liking, but they seem like a good sort, good fighters. Uh, and then he, Agnes nods, yeah. and her, her demeanor overall is like, the difference between coming home to like the farm versus mm -hmm. like what you're like at the office or something. Mm -hmm. So like her demeanor yeah. is totally different with him. Just kind of like easy going, lots of slaps on the back, ha ha, ha belly yeah. laughs, that kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. 
uh yeah you you gather everybody up um and yeah you will you will are brought into probably the dining area of uh star watch keep um evening stars keep um and yeah agnes is sat there with a, a goblin in tiny robes uh kind of watching everything probably eating uh um audrey has is looking in fear as this goblin is devouring like racks of chicken and things like that uh, and then this big burly wild man who is just this huge bear of a human in these very elaborate flame-themed robes. Um, Important question mirrored yes. by chat. How many flames is Agnes? You don't know yet. When you left, you were uh, three flames. You oh. were just barely graduated from an apprentice, but maybe that's changed. Cool. Sure. So um, I gather everyone, Azara, Marcel, Tarkal. Is Willisong with Tarkal at this point? She could be. Um, I don't, I think that if you gathered, I think she would probably be either off on her own or in her room at the okay. keep. Yeah. Sure. Like if, if Willow Song's with Tarkal when Agnes, well, I guess she'd send someone to fetch him. Yeah. I think she, whoever uh, she sends, she's like, bring Tarkal, don't bring Willow Song. <laughs> okay. It would be, um, so it would be your manservant that you go to send, uh, what's his name? Your butler. Uh, it's with an H, right? Wait, I have it here. Uh, Nigel. Nigel, oh, Goodfellow. Nigel, not a Nigel. Nigel. So you'd send Nigel and he'd be like, am I supposed to just tell the young woman to go away, Baroness? Uh, that seems frightfully well, rude. Well, certainly Willowsong would not expect to join a, a meeting about matters of state. Certainly. Ah, yes, yes. You, very well, my lady. And he kind of shuffles off uh, in a doddering sense. Uh, and yeah, Tarkal, Nigel, come and find you. Uh, it's kind of like a knock at the door, and then he peeks in, like, "Are you are you alone, Baron Crown Silver? Or do you have company?" Oh, I'm a, I'm alone, Nigel. Yes. What is, oh, what's yes. up? What's going on? He enters in. Uh, your sister requests your presence. She has some very strange visitors in robes. Um, a, a, a very savage-looking fellow and a, a goblin, I believe. Um, but she has asked every one to attend some sort of meeting oh all right uh I'll, I'll be right there very well um he just kind of looks around nosily in the room oh, i'll just be off kind of <laughs> i haven't even her. kissed her yet <laughs> uh, no one and then he'll it. go and find he'll go and find um marcel uh, uh mr marcel uh, mm. I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, the Baroness requests your, your your presence in a meeting um, with some strange fellows. Which ones? <laughs> they appear to be, they wear robes similar to Baroness Crown Silver's, uh, a wild looking fellow and, and a, a goblin, I believe. How necessary does this meeting seem? <laughs> The Baroness has requested it, so it must be necessary. Uh, he's like, he's like at my door asking me. I'm, yeah, he's I'm like knocking right. on the door. Yeah, he's like at the door. I like just slowly open the door and just glare at him. The mask is like covering half the face, so you know he can't really read the expression. Uh, just... Shall I tell her that you'll be on your way, sir? Hmm. Very good then, sir. <laughs> you just hear her kind of like shuffling off. Um, you probably would hear Marcel, your brother in your head, a goblin in robes. That's I I must admit, I'm a little curious to see that. Aren't you? I mean, 
We've seen three. Oh, wait, those were kobolds. We've seen three kobolds in mm -hmm. robes. One goblin the in a robe seems like a much easier feat. But just why here? It, I, I'm just curious, brother. If, if you wish to get some rest, I understand. Ourselves like, well, you were attacked by a strange robot. We have comrades whose weaponry is powered by souls and um well i guess this isn't the weirdest thing is what i'm trying to say nope very good point very good point very fair very, very fairly put brother you're you're correct yes yes not the strangest oh and i'm talking to a sword <laughs> well you know technically it's the soul of your brother inside a sword not just a sword well you have a point there then i know i'm a sword <laughs> i have a gr uh, i've been thinking of that one for a while i'm so glad i got to use it bravo <laughs> mark it the best best quip of the game um the mask covers it but like with how attuned i am to him like yeah, can, your brother knows that you smiled oh yeah. or laughed at yeah, it. Yeah, he, like he, he knows. can he can sense that I'm like trying not to laugh at that under the mask. I'm I think like there's this really like you feel from the sword, like for a long time, there's like a really brotherly moment. Like this like you can feel Marcel's soul like really resonates the fact that you're laughing at that joke. Like mm. it's like the first time he's gotten you to laugh in a long time, and it really means a lot to him. So it kind of it kind of resonates in the heart a little bit um but yeah uh so well whether marcel turns up uh, i will leave to you um azara i'm assuming you will attend if you are if you are requested yes. um and yeah anybody who comes down yeah you you find uh agnes speaking with these t two strange fellows uh this uh this young goblin woman and a big burly wild man um so agnes are these your friends yeah, Tarkal, this is this is Garland. <laughs> Garland Tarkal, my oh, half brother. This giant six foot four man with hands the size of like bear paws is just like, oh, you must be the half elf brother. Good to meet you from the Kingswood, eh? Yeah, it's and, good like, to meet you. He's like shaking me. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, his hands feel really warm, like this, like like a kind of like a you know a gentle fire kind of is burning inside them, and you almost swear that like some ash comes off like after he finishes shaking your hands. Uh, he's just like, yes, good to meet you. Heard a lot of good things uh, from from your mother. Um, and ah, and then he sees Zara and he properly bows, and it's very kind of like regal, like uh, he's seen something from court. Uh, this must be the war wizard uh, of the of the the town. Uh, uh, pleasure, Garland Six Ember, uh, Six uh, Garland Six Flames at your service. Azara, kind of shocked at this like proper bow, will politely curtsy back and say. Uh, he he nudges the uh, little goblin woman, and she's just like, <laughs> oh, and then she kind of awkwardly curtsies like in this giant robe. Um, uh, anyone who has taught Agnes uh, what she knows must come from great power so it is an honor to have such a spellcaster as yourself in our court today ah uh, court flattery none of that for me please my dear none <laughs> of that for me uh, but still thank you uh, uh, and then he looks around is is marcel there yeah yeah he comes okay. down so he's like oh no, who is this mysterious fellow nice to meet you and he offers a big burly paw meet marcel oh. marcel strong name 
our Re- minister war kind of grips it and gives you like a nice uh yeah minister of arms is his arms. title that's what it was yeah uh, he kind of gives you a firm handshake, Marcel, and uh, kind of like looks you down. And yeah, he, he he this does not look like some pompous noble or like fancy mage. This looks like a guy who lives out in the woods by himself, <laughs> probably like, you know, kills bears on his own. Um, and then he gestures, and this uh, is Charla uh, Two Flames, my apprentice. Um, and he gestures to the goblin woman who kind of looks around awkwardly, kind of shrinks down. Uh, yes, uh, very nice to meet you all. <laughs> Charla, where are you from? Uh, uh, you see she kind of looks up at Garland and then he looks down he's like I don't know you tell them (laughs) he says "Uh, well I I don't really have a place that I'm from Uh, some tribe up in the mountains I don't really know I can't even remember what they were called Uh, I I left them a long time ago not fond memories I'm afraid Baroness Mm. family can be difficult (sighs) she chuffs Tarkal on the shoulder (laughs) I wouldn't call it a family, but yes, you're right. But uh, no, the the Circle of Ash were kind enough to take me in when they found me. Um, I had been injured by our shaman, uh, and they I've been learning their their ways ever since. Their ways are marvelous. But enough talk. You said you were here on important business, Garland. What do you have to tell us? Yes. <clears throat> well, one is a. Uh, uh, personal matter but i think it's fitting that your brother and your companions are here you have been uh, granted a, a title uh, granted uh, additional position uh, agnes it is my duty to inform you uh, that you are hereby known as agnes uh, five flames uh, a mere rank one rank below myself <coughs> do i does would agnes know why no you have no idea so she goes why <laughs> Uh, a matter of several things, really. We have learned that you have become the leader of this village, town, what do you call them? Civilization. Uh, and that has a certain pedigree of, uh, of uh, status amongst it. The rest of the circle believe that it is to our benefit to have somebody who is uh, integrated with Cormirian society uh, to help promote our ideals, but also to uh, keep us abreast of matters that happen within the cities that many of us don't wish to visit uh, and you seem better suited to it than myself the other is that uh, and it combines with some news that i have that i wish to report to you all is that we have lost a few of our druids uh, one of our senior members uh, went missing months ago now but uh, we have yet to find a suitable replacement so i suggested that you be uh, advanced in your who studies. do i know them no one you knew, an old master. Uh, they had close, close relations with the summer court. Uh, that is the other matter that I wish to come and speak to you all about. It is good that your war wizard companion Azara is here. <clears throat> Things are becoming quite tense uh, between the Fae and the mortal realm. We've had the Circle of Ash has been monitoring it for some time. We have not yet decided upon which side of the fence we will fall. But uh, there have been attacks. Cormirian forces, mages, have been running small skirmishes into the Feywild. Uh, the Feywild, particularly the Summer Court, have been doing the same, raiding and attacking uh, small villages and uh, uh, traveling bands here in Cormir in the Material Plane. It is a very much a they-started-it-seemingly situation. The Cormirians that we have spoken to claim that... Uh, they have merely retaliated against the Feywild attacks on them. The Summer Court claims exactly the opposite. 
that it was Cormier that struck them first. Uh, things are becoming tense. Uh, Evening Star borders the Kingswood. It has always had a close relationship to the Feywild. I thought it best to come here and warn you of this personally. And that is where one of your elders went missing in these skirmishes? The Not in the skirmish, no. Uh, the, uh, the summer court, the Fey, are notoriously difficult uh, in certain regards. She was an advisor to the summer court. Uh, we know that she was returning from ambassadorial meetings and vanished. That is all the information we have. We don't even know where it happened. The summer court uh, say that they sent guards with her. They too have vanished. Uh, what is the cause of these skirmishes? Why do they continue that, to happen? That is the problem. It seems to be fueled by itself. Uh, the Fae hear that one of their uh, groups have been attacked, that members of their their court have been kidnapped. They launch an attack back on Cormier. The summer court are, well, they're aggressive. They're very passionate. Uh, they care more about the thrill of a fight than they care about the reasoning behind it, behind the politics. Uh, it is a shame that spring is coming to an end. The spring court have been perhaps a bit more understanding, more analytical, more political, uh, but the summer court are difficult to rein in. Uh, I fear that until the autumn court takes charge, uh, it may continue like this. Uh, these uh, these battles may escalate. Tarkal has a friend who is very close to the Fae. Tarkal, do you think that Willow Song might be able to advise us about the cause of these skirmishes, why they're occurring? Um, Tarkal would like grab his brooch a little bit and be like, I, I don't see why she wouldn't want to help. I can go fetch her. She should be in her room. Or we can send Nigel? No, no, no. I need to fetch her. We can ask her some other time. But uh, I'm sure Garland's going to stay a while, won't you, Garland? I'm afraid that I cannot stay too much longer. But I will need to make my way by nightfall. It is, first of all, I find the idea of sleep, sleeping in a bed or staying in civilization quite, quite uncomfortable. But mm -hmm. also, uh, with the lack of leadership, I feel that I'm needed back in my grove to tend to my seedlings and my apprentices. <clears throat> I'm afraid I will not be able to stay long. Um, what of yourself, uh, Magister, Minister? You seem to be here as advisors on matters of magic and military. Yes, if you have any questions for me. Unfortunately, I do know personally of some Cormirian's plans to uh, wreak havoc on the Feywild, so this is not un uncommon knowledge to me. Um, mm. I had already had it in my plans to possibly seek out expedition to the Feywild and uh, make, make contact with some of their leaders. I know that is a dangerous feat. Uh, however, I feel like as Magister of Evening Star, keeping Evening Star safe from potential retaliation uh, is important, and I would like to bridge a gap between our world and theirs, seeing as we mean the Feywild no harm, hopefully they mean us no harm. Um, mm. It is unfortunate that the actions of others have spilled over onto the innocent, but hopefully if we reach an understanding, I know the Summer Court is <sighs> prickly, to say the least. Mm. However, when dealt with properly, everything can be solved. So if you need anything, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I will possibly be reaching out to you in the coming months when we are making yes. contact with the Feywild, if you would be amenable to helping. 
we can begin making those preparations. It mm. is not uh, an easy thing. One cannot simply just appear to the court. Uh, there are channels that need to be followed. Balance needs to be maintained. Yes. And it is also, uh, it is in the nature of the circle of ash. Our, our belief is that from destruction, new life can grow. Mm. It may be that we choose, it may be that we decide that the Fey court are in the right. It may be that we feel that Cormier has uh, the right of defense here. It is difficult to say. But yes, I believe that we can at least assist you in some sort of arrangement, a meeting of sorts. Um, uh, Minister Marcel, was it? Uh, do you have troops stationed here that can defend Evening Star if it comes to it? That we do. Uh, uh, do do they have experience fighting against uh, beings from other realms? They have experience in combat. Mm. Beings from other realms, beings from this realm. We found that uh, most of them bleed. <laughs> what, Pragmatic but, man. But what if they don't bleed? Do they bleed, Garland? Uh, they will, whilst they are temporarily in the material plane, although some may, it may be more like a sap than an actual blood. Uh, I guess the main thing to remember is that if you slay uh, a planar creature here on the material plane, it is not permanently destroyed. It will return to the Feywild. Uh, this can make battles here on the material plane uh, difficult on the morale of your troops, uh, knowing that the enemies they slay will only return in a future battle, whereas their own losses, well, are perhaps more permanent. Something to perhaps keep in mind, Minister. Uh, make sure your men are prepared uh, for the, the morale effect of such a battle. Do you have any other advice, techniques, things to keep in mind, Garland? Anything that you might teach us while we're here? Or, mm. you know, if if they're they're coming in forms that are, well, she trails off. Honestly, Agnes, it's I'm not even certain if they will attack Evening Star. So far, the attacks have been sporadic, smaller settlements, villages, small villages, or perhaps traveling bands. Uh, it may also be that your own Cormirians may try and uh, recruit you into making attacks on the Feywild themselves. Uh, I guess that will depend on whether you and your brother wish to stay neutral in this matter or pick a side. Uh, I will leave that matter for your own counsel. You are a five flame now. Uh, that is for you to decide. But uh, in terms of advice, I can give you some practical elements uh, on some of their spells and abilities that they can use. But not much in the short time I have, I'm afraid. Do you see no... But you can always contact me if you have a way of reaching out to me to send a word if you wish, wish for me to return. Do you see no chance for a diplomatic cessation of these hostilities? It is difficult to say. It is difficult to say, as I mentioned, the summer court, uh, perhaps it could be resolved. Uh, it depends entirely on Cormier as well. Uh, this, these attacks have been happening from the bigger cities to the south all the way up to here in Arabelle and Evening Star, even out to the way to the mountains uh, all over the place. But it, it, I'm not saying it is impossible, just that the summer court, uh, they, re they respect strength. They respect, they enjoy the thrill of the hunt uh, of battle. Uh, such things are not so easily tempered. Still, I do not wish to overly worry you. Like I said, this is a formal warning of sorts to be cautious, to be on the lookout, but I do not think you are in any immediate harm. You came to tell us simply to help us be on our guard, or do you wish us to step in and help in a certain way? Ah, uh, well, that is for you to decide, young, young Five Flame. You are a member of the Circle of Ash, 
You know that uh, from destruction, life can rebloom. This town, I've already seen some of its buildings were destroyed by the previous inhabitants, and yet you rebuild it, as is the teachings to you. Uh, this is a path of the druid. I cannot give you the answers. It is one that you must decide upon yourself. The circle has still undecided. Um, I turn to Azara and I say, then I think a diplomatic solution must be attempted first. And I like your idea of making a journey to speak to the court. I agree. And as was so wisely stated, the summer court is very volatile and hostile. If it comes to a show of power, not in an act of war, but in an act of warning, it may come to it. But hopefully talks can play out. Everything will be fine. Um, if you would like my frank opinion, neutrality is the best stance in this situation. Um, Cormier is a formidable foe, but so is the Feywild. Not allying with either side could be beneficial. For once, I, I agree with neutrality. Can you make all the arrangements then for us to attempt peace talks? It can be attempted. It will take some time, but yes. It will take uh, weeks, perhaps, to arrange something, but it we can be done. We stay in contact and make yes, sure that uh, everything can work out. Uh, it's like he nods to, to Shala and says, like, make sure that we prepare uh, some sending scrolls that we may contact the Magister here or Agnes if necessary. Uh, and she just nods, just like, yes, yes, five flames, six flames, I will. Uh, uh, and he's like, well, that is my business here. A piece of good news, Agnes, on your advancement, and then perhaps a bit of a bleaker warning, but still. Uh, you have done impressive work. I'm not one for walls of stone and comfortable beds, but it is good to see that from destruction, new life is blooming. He just puts a big hand on your shoulder, Agnes. You can tell that Agnes kind of views this person as like a, a father figure of sports, at least a mm -hmm. mentor. So you can tell mm -hmm. she's kind of just like glowing with his praise and says thank you and gives him a big hug. Yeah, just kind of returns it uh, and then smiles and says, well, I believe that Charla has eaten her fill of your pantry and with that we shall make our way back. Come, come apprentice. And she's just like, yes, quickly like stuffs a few things in like pockets and then <laughs> trails on after him. Um, yeah. And, Agnes uh, turns Garland around to Tarkal as Garland's leaving. She goes, five flames. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, and yeah, you guys are left with the evening. Um, do you guys want to have a chat? Or do you, is there anything you guys more, you guys want to do on your own? Uh, Agnes will be like, this seems inopportune that there is conflict amongst the Cormirian nobles and a desire to remove us from power on the Cormirian side and conflict between Cormir and the Feywild. It seems to be happening all at once as though it were not a coincidence. In my experience, war is rarely only on one front. This is quite normal for a kingdom, for royals for an army don't think too much on it especially because we are not in immediate danger we have we personally have not thrown a salvo towards the Feywild we should be safe until we make contact but didn't we find texts about summoning from the Feywild couldn't this be connected someone trying to raise conflict as either a, a smokescreen or or as a way to take us out without revealing that they were the ones who did it oh absolutely and as I confided to you earlier, my previous uh, employer 
was dabbling in attacking the Feywild as well. Um, why these Cormirian nobles are feeling the need to interfere in business that is not their own, I am not quite aware, but believe you me that this is my job and I will find out why. I may not have known why such an attack was mounted while I was still under such a baron, but I, I will find out for you, my lady. Marcel, as this conversation is happening, you do hear your brother's voice in your head. Do you think that this is, do you think that the Scions might be involved in any of this? This seems like a pretty nefarious plot, but I mean, they must be powerful in magic. They certainly would be strong enough to do things like go into the Feywild. Do you think maybe it might be connected? I wouldn't put it past them, but I don't know if this is enough to assume on. We'll maybe, maybe something for us to talk to Tarkle about. Let just maybe let him know that it could be something. We'll, we'll keep eyes open. Okay. Voice goes quiet. Then we should take this information to someone who can be trusted at the summer court and tell them that we believe someone on the Cormirian side is deliberately provoking the Feywild and that it may have to do with frustration at our own rule. I hate to make it about us, but that's what it seems to be. Agreed. But we must be careful not to let the Fae think that we are allying with them while we just come to make peace. But let's put all of that talk aside for now. I feel like a feast should be stricken in honor of your new title, Agnes. It's, it's not. It's and Zara will kind of like it's, wave to the to the. It's only the gather, you know, <gasps> just, just under garlic. It's a. It's a. It is kind of a. It's not a big deal, but it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's. It's five whole flames, is it? It is a, a five. It's. You know, That's you a handful. Think, you would think coming from three that he might have brought news of me becoming four flames, but but five didn't didn't expect it. It's uh, yeah, no big deal. Just well, well, five. we should we should definitely feast, uh, drink, and be merry. I'll I'll go fetch Willow Song to join us for the feast, and Tarka will just like trail off. <laughs> she's like yeah five and he's like i'll go fetch willow song and she's like yep <laughs> sure azar will kind of pat her shoulder knowingly <laughs> agnes will just like i assume there's probably a fireplace in this hall she'll just kind of oh, like yeah, spit yeah, a yeah. bonfire at like... it just like in annoyance flame <laughs> <laughs> like roars to life yeah. um, you see Alyssa, who's like Alyssa, who's just been kind of stood at the back as like bodyguard kind of jumps a little bit like and then she looks at Azara, like nods towards Agnes, like, is she okay? Just, uh, you know, just setting the fire. <laughs> no one had done it yet, so I thought I would do it. You see <laughs> Marcel, like, start walking off. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> He's just like, well, I would hate to defy her lady's words, so if she insists it's not that big of a deal, I won't make one of it. Well, we have to eat. I mean, we might as well eat. We can all, you know, we might as well. I mean, why not feast for any reason, you know? Overindulging slows you down. Makes you more dull in combat. Perhaps, perhaps it would be better if we stayed vigilant. Agnes just looks to Azara like, <sighs> Azara will just turn to the kitchens and say, continue with preparations. A feast is still happening. And just like, 
ushers Agnes off. Like, don't pay any mind to this <laughs> stick in the mud. I think I, um, I think Elissa might kind of like look after uh, Marcel, uh, maybe kind of move towards the door as if kind of like just uh, kind of checking it or something like that, and just kind of leans in and says, if you do want to stay for the feast, Minister, I'm more than happy to keep an eye out on things tonight. But if you wish to go, understandable. After thinking it over, I found I have no preference over either. <laughs> and I'm not really sure what to do at this point. I th May I make a suggestion, Marcel? You technically may. Good. Stay. You've been off on your own all the time. I think that the Baron and Baroness could use company of people that they trust, especially after everything in Arabelle. I want to... I want to telepathically ask uh, my sword a question. Sure, yeah, yeah. You can speak to it telepathically, so yeah, mm. nobody will hear. And just ask, what about you? Are you hungry? Oh, you know, famished. Um, perhaps uh, a skewer of something or uh, ooh, perhaps some blade oil. That would be delicious. Uh, you should eat, brother. <laughs> I don't need hunger. It would be nice to enjoy some good company for a bit. Not that you're not good company, but you are a little dour sometimes. <laughs> no one likes being called dour, man. I say, <laughs> say back to the sword. A bad thing to be. Say back to the sword. I'm like, you've been a sword for years. Where did you find time to get educated? <laughs> it's funny. All I can do is read things around me and listen in on everyone else's conversations. It's not like I've got anything better to do. Mm. Well, your next lesson is eavesdropping is quite rude. <laughs> so if you hear anything interesting, let me know. Yes, I will do, brother. I will. I'll go sit back at... Uh, I'll sit, sit with Agnes. And sit down. Like My presence has been requested at this feast. <laughs> Zara will smile and put a glass of wine with a straw in it and just kind of pat him on the shoulder and continue about like helping in the kitchen Setting that was like up. the most undour thing Marcel has done <laughs> Agnes takes note of how undour he's being by saying my presence was requested and acknowledging somebody wanted something yeah uh, I think yeah and then uh, Tarkle you briefly return you find kind of Willow Song up in her room what would Willow Song be doing um probably just staring out the window just like looking out in towards the forest and then when you kind of come in she's like oh uh yes hello taco is something uh, yes we're uh, we're having a feast downstairs my sister was promoted to a, a five flame of, of inner druidic ways so we're, we're celebrating oh. oh well i don't know what that is but that sounds uh, wonderful i, I, I don't really know either but she seems very happy i don't, I don't know <laughs> yes yeah, I, I imagine oh, i i hope that you have a lovely evening i'm sure i don't want to impose I mean, I'm in, I'm inviting you as my guest. Oh, oh, you're very sweet. Um, yes, that sounds lovely. I'd, I'd be more than happy to come. And and she kind of gets up, uh, sort of like maybe like takes a moment to like check her appearance, and then yeah, we'll follow you down. Um, sweet. And yeah, 
yeah, uh, yeah. So Tarkal appears with Will Willow's song, and a impromptu feasting occurs. Uh, is 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 there anything that particularly goes down during this feasting? Are people getting crazy with crazy? Uh, getting crazy. <laughs> Agnes um, makes a marked like effort a nice... to like engage with Willow's song because she seems to not be going anywhere. So Agnes wants oh. to get to know her. Oh, find something in uh. common. Oh, I think that like Willow's song would be quite polite. Like as you sit down and like if Agnes makes like the opening small talk, um, Willow's song would be like, yes, Tarkle mentioned that you've got some sort of promotion or, or something. I don't quite understand it, but tell me more about it. What What is it all about? Um, and it's kind of like offering like a, tell me about this cool thing that we're all celebrating that is obviously very important to you. Um, That's nice. That's very nice. Agnes would love to tell her about what five flames means and how you have to, what you have to do and the circle of wildfire. And she'll also weave in like talking about how, even though fire is about destruction, it's about rebirth. And she'll kind of invite Willow Song to talk about the the forest oh. as well. And like what, oh, you know. What a wonderful ideology. I think that there's something quite beautiful about that. The destruction of, of, uh, the worn, the things that have become, um, well, it's, it's something similar to something that my mother sometimes says, is that when a garden becomes overgrown, you must sometimes pull out the weeds that inhabit it. And I think that there is truth to that. Uh, perhaps there is some connection there between your druidic order and some of the things my mother believes. Um, I think the further into their cups that they get, Agnes mm -hmm. will be like, you know, just like, because it's it's about growth like life is growth but then it, it, sometimes in order to grow you have to destroy you know like yes you get yes. it willow song is stone sober and is doing that sort of like mm, yes <laughs> i i think azara and she's like trying to get out the conversation <laughs> like uh as drunker uh, agnes is kind of like unleashing all of this at her uncool she's desperately uncool. trying to, to get out of it <laughs> she um, got a point and then she lost a point Oof, so close. <laughs> How it works. Look, she's got she doesn't want to be dealing with drunk Agnes. I don't <laughs> Agnes is just uh, trying to be real and connect, you know? Tear down some walls. <laughs> Tear down some walls, man. Tear down some walls. Tarkle's uh, also been in his cup and he sees them talking, but doesn't like can't infer whether things like he can't infer that anything's going bad. bad. But he, he only but he only sees good. He's like, oh man, they're hitting okay. it off. This is great. Oh man, I love my sister. I I love. Oh, and that's it. He I love. And then he, his his thought like. Oh, then he almost like it kind of gets off. away yeah. from him and stuff. Well, and then uh -huh. if Willow Song passes Agnes to Azara and then retreats, Agnes will go to Azara and be like, she doesn't get it. She's like, <laughs> she doesn't get it. And if she doesn't get it, Tarkal gets it. So like you know, Agnes is like such how a long girl like and Tarkal. So, like with, oh my God. with someone who doesn't get it you know like she's gonna have to get it or he's not like she's Azar, not gonna get it you Azar's know like absolutely absolutely agnes she just doesn't get it because she's just trying to placate him <laughs> uh, I, I so i think while like agnes is doing that what's marcel like as this is kind of going on around marcel i want to almost the cinematic shot of marcel just sat there and like everything going on around him what's going on <laughs> i think nate's doing it <laughs> he unmuted for that he unmuted just to be quiet <laughs> the occasional 
Um, I think that if Agnes is distracted, uh, Azara mm-hmm. would try and make an effort not to like have a conversation with Marcel because this is already too much for him, but just mm-hmm. kind of sit across from him and um, just in a way of like, this is appreciated that you're here. I'm not going to push you, but like we're colleagues and I, I appreciate you making the effort. And continue to refill his wine glass when it empties. Okay. He gives a uh, his his arms are crossed, his feet are up, and just kind of a <laughs> um, amazing. I think later oh. on towards the night, she would just I think the only thing she would say to him is, I know that this is your business. I'm not trying to pry, but I wanted to once again offer any magical mm. services you might need, any translation that Sarah Lee and I could provide for you. Anything, I just, I I hope that our little unit of four here can grow closer. And um, I, I just wanted to offer any help I could ever. And she just kind of like awkwardly, cause he doesn't say anything back. So she just kind of keeps tripping over her words. He just like lets the sentence stumble and fizzle out. And then after a few seconds of silence, just I'm going to go find Alyssa. And she just like takes her <laughs> cup of wine and leaves. Agnes at this point is conjuring and unconjuring a bonfire five <laughs> times on the ground. Like one, two, three, four, five you, just, you see panicked old Nigel and Audrey, like the little gnome lady, just like nervously like behind Agnes. One's got like a, a like a soaked blanket and the other <laughs> one is just like unsure what to do with like a bucket of water. Um, and th- like Agnes hasn't spotted them. She's completely oblivious uh, to everything that's going on around them. Um, but you do see that. Uh, Elissa is desperately kind of like organizing a couple of guards to just watch over Agnes. Is like, please just watch the Baroness. If she tries to set anything on fire just uh, come and get me or get azara or somebody please i don't think the baron's going to be much help as she gestures over to uh, i'm literally i think i would literally be clapping like yeah, fuck, like, yeah. <laughs> i really like the imagery of the agnes. crown silver siblings like being completely plastered it's amazing <laughs> agnes feels super dope about this because she's been feeling like you know they haven't had good sibling quality time so yeah. then she's also probably like maybe they know an old family like like crown silver song or like a drinking song or like oh i think it's probably like agnes knows it yeah (laughs) but tarkle doesn't but like tarkle's like oh (laughs) he's like doing the thing where you're singing (laughs) along to somebody but you don't know it but agnes doesn't notice so Mm -hmm. um and yeah while this is all kind of going on like Elissa is just desperately trying to sort out guards and things like that uh and then looks over to you exhausted uh and it's just like it would be really wonderful if the Baron and Baroness would go to bed soon. Uh. I have a feeling that soon will be another four hours, so uh, we may be here for a while, but I I have plenty of ice stored in me to... Uh, and she just kind of like looks around like, oh no, there's drapery, there's wooden benches, like this could be a disaster, and just kind of like sighs and s- stands next to Alyssa, kind of like leans back on the wall, definitely Mm -hmm. a little bit drunk (laughs) okay 
Uh, I think, yeah, Alyssa would do the classic thing of like leaning up next to you, kind of pushing against the wall, uh, standing close enough that if you wanted to lean on her, you could, but isn't like making the first move. Like he's kind of like keeping to not soldiers attention, but like parade attention mm-hmm. where it's kind of, but she's kind of like stood there as like a stalwart thing uh, and just kind of is just like, I think that you're quite right. Uh, but I think that I don't think Evening Star will burn down for a second time tonight. And I think that we have this under control. Can, can Agnes... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, Azara would just, like, look up at Alyssa and say, 20 silver, at least this room burns down. <laughs> I will take that bet, Magister. And she kind of just smiles, her little tusks kind of put poking out from under her teeth and stuff. Um, and she just kind of smiles as this is going on in the background. <laughs> um, go on, Tarkle. Yeah. I wanted to know, can Agnes make, like, rings of fire? Oh, no. Like, in places i think so like you could like control flames right like you could kind of like shape i mean them i thought so but as i'm looking at least at the character sheet that i have like my only cantrip just... is create bonfire like <laughs> it's and just that a fills a five foot cube and i yeah. can't even make that float it's from the ground so it's a five yeah. foot cube of fire from the ground so if charcoal's like can you make like a ring i'm just like and she tries to make a bonfire like in the shape of a ring on the ground so maybe it like starts as a ring like on the ground it kind of glows a little bit like hot from the ground and then (laughs) we haven't had many dice rolls i would like can you roll a d100 for me please anna just i just want to see oh that's fun i just want to see oh (laughs) no and i'll tell you now low good high bad nine okay nine is good so it's actually like you try and summon it and it's this most pathetic little <laughs> of fire like <laughs> just kind of coughs up uh, as she tries to do it no I, I mean like i mean like a target and then i, I get my dagger i'm like because watch and i throw my dagger up into the air like to hit the ceiling and then i like, show my sheath on the side and then it appears back afterwards and i was like i think we could we could, five rings and i could Throw it, and I throw it again accidentally, and it goes across the table. <laughs> uh, it probably thuds like next to Marcel, like he's just sat in the chair, and it's just like, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, ah, oh, dude, high fives him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess there's no rings, but I guess that was okay. She'll, she'll, she'll make that song. She'll make- She'll make five fires like in a row across from them on the stone floor, and be like, there, there, there. Oh, just throws the dagger through. It then they, I think they come up with a game ground. where now it's like a whack-a-mole of fire. Like she'll she'll make a bonfire and then try he'll try to throw the dagger and hit the fire before she turns it out and puts it somewhere else. Okay. I like that. To move things on from the season, <laughs> this continues uh, late into the evening. Uh, Azara, when you do eventually manage to get to sleep, mm-hmm. um, as the rest of the castle slumbers and we'll we'll roll some saving throws in the morning to see oh how bad agnes is suffering um but as azara is you feel yourself drift off into sleep and for maybe the third or fourth night um since returning from arabelle you dream of open blue skies long wispy clouds snake through the tips the peaks of snow-capped mountains, and you just feel the freedom and the lightness of air around you. 
uh, as you begin to drift and soar and you can feel like somebody is holding you up like something is kind of lifting you off the ground but it's faint distant but unlike the other dreams tonight you hear a voice a gentle voice barely louder than the coiling wind around your hair find me am i still in this dream uh the the rest of the dream becomes blurry uh, like something you can't quite fully remember but when you wake you remember that sensation of the air and the blue sky and those words uh as the rest of the castle either uh, goes about their business or suffers greatly in their bedchambers, um, your quarry mistress, Dagmar, uh, arrives seeking either an advisor. You kind of hear like, a, I need to speak to Magister Azara as quickly as possible. Uh, do you know where she is? Kind of asking one of the guards outside. Um, uh, and you overhear her. You, you kind of poke. You can, you can see her from your tower. Um, then I would like grab a dressing gown and quickly mm -hmm. throw it on and and run out to meet her and say yes yes i'm here um oh i'm sorry to bother you so early in the morning uh, magister especially as i hear there was quite a quite a party here last night actually um <laughs> me and some of the miners we found something uh, not in the quarry just in the in the where we've been fixing the keep and mining some of the stones to for the wall um I think there's some magic about it. I wanted to come and find you for you to make sure it's all safe before we continuing. I think it may be some sort of partially like an, a really old shrine or a temple or something like that. Mm. Uh, it's not too far from here. It's just uh, just north of the city as we uh, north of the keep as we head into the into the mountains. Uh, yes, please lead the way. Um... Uh, uh, do you, would you like a moment to to get fully dressed? No, 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 no. I feel like Azara would feel like this is this is. Imagine it's just like, oh 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 right she, okay yeah. oh very, very well um follow me and uh, she kind of leads you out uh, and it doesn't take long it's maybe sort of like fifteen minutes away from the keep but she leads you into where the miners have been kind of uh, taking down some of the old mountains the Stormhorn Mountains is just the keep begins to drift into them uh, and she leads you to a section of the quarry uh, and gestures to yeah a section it almost it. it at a glance if you'd walked past here it would just look like another bunch of broken stones but you could begin to see the outline of like actual carved flagstones um with murals you begin to see like very faint images of mountain peaks um etched into the stonework on the floors uh and you glance over and it looks like it was maybe only a small chamber maybe a shrine uh that was here and it's collapsed or broken down but there are, there is at least what resembles a vague feminine elven form, like a statue that's broken. Uh, and it seems to have collapsed in the middle. And you do immediately kind of get a sense that there is magic here. Um, not enough, you know, this isn't detect magic, but you can tell that this is, that there is magic here. And Dagmar is like, I'm not, I'm no wizard or sorcerer, but uh, I can, I know the tingle of magic when I've been around it. I've been, I've been around enough runesmiths uh, in, in my time to understand when something magical is nearby. And I didn't want to disturb this place any further without consulting your first magister. Uh, thank you. First of all, for consulting me with this, this is a magical place, possibly a, a place of worship. It doesn't feel malicious. It it just feels powerful. Um, 
I don't think there's any harm in further excavating if you wouldn't mind possibly yes, seeing course. how deep this temple goes or or just if it's just a shrine or if it goes any further but I, I I would be greatly indebted to you if if you wouldn't mind continuing oh, this exploration of course it should we need the stone anyway so we'll just try and mine around it and, and excavate it like you said I'll need to go and fetch the others will you be all right here on your own for a moment yes absolutely I um oh, right. I'd like to get to know this place a bit better thank you of course of course and she kind of like gestures and, and yeah she begins making her way off and yeah as you stand for a moment it's uh it, it's kind of sad it's it's almost tragic it's like seeing a place you can tell it's ancient uh and you know just like looking on somewhere that's just kind of fallen into disrepair and ruin uh, as it kind of it's just kind of crumbled to time really there's a moment of peace as you stand there and you can feel almost like a yeah like the effect of standing in a grand temple in a big city like uh, the big temples in Suzel. there's a similar presence here but weaker uh, and more diminished um and it kind of shocks you when you you hear a kind of faint voice speaking to you uh almost like just behind your ear uh you hear i know who you are would this does this voice sound threatening does it feel like a threatening presence it's no it, it it's like the comfort of somebody like an old friend almost uh, reaching out then azara wouldn't turn around she would just close her okay. eyes and say if you know who i am who are you i have had many names over many years but i am fading from this world but you carry my beliefs you're searching for something I'm searching for something. You carry the blood of Typhandrius. You have seen and felt the air and the storm as I have felt and seen these things. I need your help. And I believe that you need mine. I feel Azar would probably start to get a little uh, choked up. Mm -hmm. She'll say, are, are you the strength I've been praying for? As, as you are mine, yes. My name, uh, she takes a moment. I was once called Erdri Feindria by the elves. We once lived in these mountains. They worshipped me as I protected them. And then the dragons came. There are, very, there are so few of Ariel left. And now I find my powers diminished. Beauty has been seeped from this land, from these stones. I need someone with her own strength to help reclaim it. And in turn, I offer you mine, child of Typhandrius. If I doubt my own power, how can I be of service to you? Ah, 
because faith is not always built upon doubt or conviction. It is earned through trust and belief and time. Seek out my words, learn my name, my history, and you will know my strength is now yours. It's almost like a breeze kind of brushes up along your back as your hair kind of ripples um, as you feel this presence that lingered in this place specifically uh, kind of fades away. Um, yeah. Uh, I think before returning to her room, mm. Azara will kind of place a hand on the statue um, and make a note that she wants, the first thing she wants to do is come back and repair the statue. Okay. Um, but she just kind of spends spends a little bit of time. A few tears fall um, mm -hmm. before she collects herself and then heads back. Yeah, and this will be uh, this will reflect your your beginning journey into cleric Azara, uh, as you have been uh, reached out to by the spirit of, and I'm going to get this wrong every time I say it. <laughs> oh, I Edry am too. Edry Fania, uh, yes. as That's this goddess reaches out to you. So I'm gonna, we're not gonna end the episode per se, but I'm gonna kind of end the role playing a little bit here because what I'd like to do now is kind of maybe discuss with you guys what you guys want to do next. Because we're kind of at this crossroads now with Evening Star where there is lots of things going on. There's lots of personal plots. You know, Marcel has the Scions. Um, you know, uh, Tarkal now has this burgeoning uh, pact uh, with Willow Song to explore. We have this new clerical, uh, you know, endeavor. And now with the news of this, um, this conflict between the Fae and the Cormirian realm, there's a lot of different things going on, but you also have improvements you want to make to Evening Star. There's personal stuff that you guys want to do. There's still the unresolved matters of, you know, like Davian Cormoril and stuff like that. What what are you guys feeling like? Like, do you guys feel like you want to kind of focus on just making some money and improving Evening Star for a bit? Do you want to explore one of these hooks or one of these adventure points a little bit closely? What's what are you guys feeling? Agnes, at least, is feeling like they've been away a really long time, and the whole point mm -hmm. of being the ruler is to like watch over the people so she feels like she's kind of been neglecting the people so she would want to check in on the town improvement projects and focus on mm -hmm. that but she thinks that the she feels a sense of like if this whole Feywild conflict thing is because she and Tarkal are now the rulers of Evening Star then that's their responsibility to figure that out and that probably will protect the people as well so mm -hmm. She would want to pay attention to that, but in the, like the the nearest short term, she would want to check in and okay. build the town. Yeah. So uh, the so just as a quick thing for me, basically what I would like to do is I'd like to start next episode, uh, like two months. Like I kind of want to have like a time skip of like months to kind of bed in the warlock powers and the cleric multi class, but also that will finish the keep. The keeps the keep will be completely repaired. Your blacksmith, the herbalist shop, the inn, and I'm trying to remember the other thing you guys ordered to be built uh, will all be finished. So you'll have all of those construction projects finished. Your coffers are basically dry. Yeah. So you have almost so you no money. money. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, this is kind of why I wanted to kind of get this figured out in the last 10 minutes, because I want to prep whatever you guys want to do. And it might be that like, you know, if Marcel's like, you know what, I want to take a backseat on the science stuff, or I want to kind of like start pursuing that. And everybody else is like, yeah, that, that sounds cool. We could do that. Like, I kind of want to figure out the kind of path forward here, really. Um, um, 
I think I kind of agree with uh, Agnes and Anna, uh, specifically mm-hmm. with the coffer drive being thing. I think a small mini dungeon dive or yeah. Yeah, or that's or totally too, that's answering totally a bounty cool too. or something just yeah, so yeah, we can absolutely. Uh, attend to. I can hook that into some the, stuff. The the people and possibly also do figuring out the taxes. And since we have now a an armory figuring out income. income, just stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, sure. Uh, and and yeah, like a like another like another bounty dungeon a little, something a little mini jaunt a, a little, little mini, mini jaunt would be would be dope sure. i'm also like super excited to go down any of these uh pathways um cool. and sure yeah we just need um, a little gig work that is and that is a legit an option as well like if you guys are just like you know what let's just do like a little dungeon and make some money that's totally fine too and it, uh nate shady what are you guys thoughts uh i was gonna say that i think Tarkal is actually probably most invested in Marcel's story, as is Jonathan, mm-hmm. which is convenient. Um, <laughs> just because he wants to, like, I don't know, he wants to see after after Marcel opening up, I want to see something good happen. I think that sure. as a, also as a player, I'm wondering if if there's a two month, like say there's a couple months that pass, I wonder if yeah. there's a way you could just implement. Oh yeah, we did a raid once a week to go get gold, like. Yeah, I because I, I originally I was thinking like oh I'd love to just do like you know typical dungeon raid uh for a, yeah. for a week an episode but I'm also super invested in all four of these potential branches that I wouldn't mind if we just rolled for raids like how did the raids go over the two months sure yeah we can so we can definitely do some stuff like that I can come up with some mechanics for that I think as well I can combine a little bit of both where we mm-hmm. can do that stuff where you're like okay we're gonna send our troops off to do little jobs and we're gonna raise some money and do some taxes that'll be like minor income but I could also probably be like oh there's been a lead on the scion stuff and it just so happens to be like a little mini dungeon and then we can make the two kind of work together if that's something nate wants to do as well because it is nate's story and i want him to feel like he has the agency over it as well yeah i think something like that would be cool yeah i think that'd be dope because i think hadley could be like you know in that two months hadley could come back and say hey marcel or oliver I think I found something and I think we should go and investigate it. Like it's like a, an old, you know, laboratory mm-hmm. or something like that. And then that will become like the next thing that we look into. Um, and again, like I'll, I'll make some stuff up so we don't feel like I'm giving too much away. I still want you guys to have a surprise, but I want to check in. I want to just make sure like, okay, yeah, we're feeling like this is going to kind of match everybody's, everybody's desires. And I think I can, I can work with this now and, and come up with something. So cool stuff. Do we oh, also yeah. have like some small, like good, good, happy, pure stuff. In between all of the the story oh, and the I plot, I think you've end. had. I think you've had enough Come of that on. today. Mika, no, like, no, I we had a like, silly drunk party. I, but it was so short. You know, like in Persona Five. You like in Persona Five, like but in between all of the palaces, you got you, you have like yeah. those those few days where you just do some shit. You know, yeah. like like a little. You can go into the mementos. I'm, I've been mm-hmm. playing a lot of Persona Five lately, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you will. We will absolutely have those things, okay. uh, and we might I just want to go into mementos. All right. Yes, the chat has a valid get... question, which is how hungover was Agnes oh, if we're yeah. going to fast that's forward valid. two months? Uh, that's a very good point, and I hadn't considered it. Uh, make a constitution saving throw for me, Agnes Crown Silver. Oh, no. I got 11. 11? Yeah. It's not the worst that Agnes has probably ever had, but it's not great. <laughs> it's like it's a, like she wakes up at like morning, 10, 11. Yeah. Spend the morning staring at the table, drinking green tea for like two hours. 
yeah probably doesn't get out of bed till really late yeah uh, even ah. then doesn't get much done kind of thing yeah sunday morning of a convention yes yeah <laughs> exactly that <laughs> Oof. didn't make it to the to the hotel restaurant we said we'd be there at 10 more like noon we all sent many group texts that said yes. i'm gonna be late i'm gonna be late guys actually just go on without me and everyone yeah. goes oh thank god i'm still in bed <laughs> yeah. uh, and i think i think tarkle with his tough feet probably weathered the alcohol a little bit better uh but if you want to roll you can shady i'll roll but i'll only because please get only because one. if i get a one i want it to be canon that tarkle slept in willow song's room Oh, only if I get a one. Get a one. Get a one. Nope, that's it. That's a nine. So nine. He had. So I think it's probably like. So would we have seen like drunk Tarkle maybe kind of being a bit more forward than he has been, like a bit more sort of like trying to like kind of keep a bit of PDA, like you know, kind of keep contact or something like that. I think so. I think he would have been like between dagger throw. I don't. Maybe not physical. But just yeah, very more like kind of doe-eyed and sort yeah. of like yeah yeah yeah. Oh, pretty. Every uh-huh. time you made a dagger throw, he'd look and be like, "Did you see?" Look at me, it's cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Nice. Well, let's do some shout-outs, and then we will wrap up today's episode of Knights of Evening Star. Uh, let us begin with uh, Pokemon Master Shady Penguin. Hi guys, I'm Pokemon Master Shady Penguin TM. Uh, I don't know what's going on anymore, really. Today was a, a pudding brain day, so what do I have going on? I have my new card channel, Shady Penguin Collects, where I open up cards and do funny edits and talk to you about prices and going neg and going plus. You can check that out. Also, stonks have been so freaking good this week. My goodness. Uh, I tag Mika. Hi, I'm Mika Burton. Uh, I'm at Mika Burton. Um, I'm not doing much right now, but you can go watch past episodes of Critter Hug on the Critical Role channel. Um, also keep your eye there for some silly stuff happening soon. Um, I have a dog. Her name is Rini and she's cute. There's my plug. I tag Anna. I am desperately looking for the date of the thing that I'm trying to talk about, but I'm sure someone <laughs> in chat will tell you. Uh, I have um, a D&D fun thing coming up. If you know Evelyn Marthane from Dice Camera Action, she's also in Acquisitions Incorporated and Acquisitions Incorporated is doing a holiday special um, that mm. Evelyn will be in. Those always end up being really fun and really silly. So I hope you'll check that out and enjoy. I always love um, stepping back into that role. Also this week on Friday, we have our fourth episode of Extra Brains, which is a brainstorming show that I do with DJ Wheat, um, where we take your topics and questions and try to add our brain power to yours in an effort to help. And last week we did a special episode that I really recommend you go back and watch the VODs either on my channel or on DJ Wheat's. We did a special episode for National uh, Native American Heritage Day with Cody Connors, who came and talked to us about land back and modern indigeneity. And um, it was really awesome and educational. So I would recommend going back to look at that. And I tag Mark. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, you can check me out. I do my, my D&D show, like on uh, High Rollers D&D, which is nearly five years. Uh, it will be Whoa. five years in January we've been doing that show. Um, that is on High Rollers D&D. That's on Twitch and Twitter and YouTube. You can find us everywhere. That's on Sundays, um, which we're continuing through December. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I was going to mention is I do have a new YouTube channel as well, but the big thing I want to push 
is right now uh, a bunch of my friends over the Yogs cast are doing their Jingle Jam charity uh, life like event that goes on all throughout December. Um, if you go there, you can get an awesome bundle of amazing games and donate to a bunch of really amazing charities. And that's going on for 14 weeks. And the bundle's really good. You get a really cool bundle of games and it all goes to charity. So big shout out to the Jingle Jam. Uh, and you should go and check that out as well. But also come and watch me play more D&D. Uh, and also I've been streaming a little bit more on my own channel, which is Sherlock underscore Humes as well. So I've been doing some among us um, and playing some other stuff and doing like all sorts of weird stuff so come and check that out and then i guess uh we have last but certainly by no means least mr nate sharp um i don't know man i'm playing D this friday uh oh. in brett ultimus's game twitch.tv slash brett ultimus we're on our i think third session or something like that i am playing uh Mason Marthane, who is Evelyn's uncle, who uh, Mark has actually DM'd before. I that did, character. yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because this is one of the only games I've ever played where I'm the, the non-stop, talkative, won't-shut-up character. So <laughs> if you want to tune in to see that, that's fun. I just want to see that's that fun. personally. It's, yeah. it's, it's a good old time. Nate, in your shout-outs, I was wondering, because I want to buy fantasy-themed streetwear for my friends and family for christmas and i don't know where i could buy it where do you think i should go well well <laughs> if you like if you like this specific uh dad hat that i'm wearing you can is that a bouquet of d20s embroidered on your hat a, a bouquet of d20s that those are 20-sided dice and you can oh that's what, a thing. what a nice dice vault with a polyhedral spell circle. Wow, this is so crazy. It's almost as if this amazing brand designed this polyhedral spell circle. I think it's called Cantrip Brand. Is that it's right? It's called Cantrip Nate. Brand at cantripbrand.com. Link crazy. is on the internet. Wow. Who? Shady. It's just like. We had a, we had a <laughs> Black Friday this. sale. Yeah. Didn't you missed it, chat? So go buy stuff anyway. Find <laughs> a full price for your hubris. Support small uh, businesses. Yeah. Uh, amazing uh, thank you very much everybody we're going to wrap up there big friend big thank you to dave white text friend as well we uh, love you, dave. Fun it. commentary uh killed it thank you very much guys we will see you next week for more nights of evening star bye 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 everybody